0: This is Susie Hills podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Father, I pray that you will bless this message. I pray that this message will just fill our hearts and that we would be open to receive what you have for us. Jesus, nothing is impossible with you, and we trust you today for your grace, your glory, and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, friends. Like I said, we are getting into our fifth and second last session of Gifted. Now, I know you've probably done your gift gift assessment, and uh, I don't know where this gift lines up, because some of us, we really struggle with giving. Now, for others, friends, this is, just to share personally with you, this is probably my favorite of the seven motivational gifts. This is my favorite. And just because I believe that God graces us, these are grace gifts. Remember, God's given us these grace gifts so that we can be a blessing to others. But I would like to just touch on the gift of giving today. And I want to share with you today from Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is, watch this, Giving, we're gonna touch on that today, then give generously. If your gift is giving, then hold hold back. Give generously. Now I want to tell you quickly a testimony of what happened to me many years ago. We uh, we were in the early days of the church plant in in Clarkstorp, and what happened was we we didn't have any money because for two months the church couldn't pay us, and so we, we didn't get a salary for two months, and so my electrical bill was far behind, and I was like, Lord, I I need a miracle. And then by, by a miracle, I went to go and make an arrangement with the, with the electrical comp, uh, company and said, on Monday, I'll pay you uh, 1,000 rand, which at that point in time was a lot of money because I owed them 2,486 rand. And so what happened was, this was, this was the Tuesday, and I was, I was completely broke. We only had, I only had 20 rand uh, to my name. And so the Wednesday morning, I was at a men's meeting, and one of the guys in our group struggled a bit in his marriage. It was their wedding anniversary, and God put in my heart that I needed to pay for him to go out for lunch with his wife. And at that point in time, um, actually you could, with 100 Rand, there was a special at one of the top restaurants in our city, they ran a special where both, you could, you could actually with 100 Rand have a romantic dinner, a r- romantic lunch with your wife. So I told my friend, I said, I'd love to give you some money towards taking your wife out for lunch, because I wanted him to be able to be close to his wife, and so, but I didn't have the money, so I prayed, I said, God, please provide for me, and so, because I've learned that if you've got the gift of generosity, God will always give you seed to sow, because the Bible says he gives seed to the sower, and so if you are a sower, you'll always have seed to sow, so at about 11 o'clock that morning, a guy that didn't have much money phoned me up and said, Mark, God just spoke to me, I need to see you, and And I need to give you some money. And he gave me 200 rand. Now, our car was empty. So what happened was we ended up (laughs) giving, I ended up giving my 100 rand to my friend so that he could take his wife out. And I had 100 rand for fuel for my car. But the next day, I was supposed to go to Johannesburg for a meeting, for a ministry meeting. And I knew that we weren't going to have enough fuel. So I prayed. I said, God, I'm just putting in enough to ride around town. But I need about 400 rand to get to Johannesburg and back at the time. And so I was like, Lord, I'm trusting you. But I gave the 100 rand as a a seed to bless a friend of mine. That afternoon at about uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, a person that also didn't have much came to me with an envelope and said to me, Mark, God just stirred in my heart that I would like to give you this envelope. Please take your wife out for a meal. I was like, whoa, at 11 o'clock this morning, I took 100 rand to someone, and I said, "Take your wife out for a meal." At four o'clock this afternoon, I get a, I get a, I get a gift, and it says, "Take your wife out for a meal." I was like, "What? Jesus, you're doing something here!" And when I opened the envelope, it was 350 rand, and I said to God, "God, I'm going to use some of this 350 rand to get to Joburg and back, but I will definitely use it all. I'll get some of that money back when I get uh, when I get some money, and I will take my wife out for a meal." And so, um. We, before we could do that, I actually that afternoon, Marie met, us, bumped into a guy. Now, friends, this all started. We were broke that morning. I had no money, uh, 20 rand total on my, on my account. I actually think I spent that in order to host people, to buy juice, to host people in my home. And so what happened was, Marie, Marie bumped into a guy in, this, in the grocery store. And at the grocery store, the guy said to her, Ah, oh, man, you know, about, I think it was about two years ago, your husband borrowed me a thousand rand. And I was never able to give it back to you. So, you know, I completely forgot that I gave him the thousand rand. And I completely wrote it off because that's the Bible says if you borrow money to people, lend them to people, you need to not expect it back. And he said, I have the thousand rand now. And he gave the thousand rand to Marie. And he said, I want to pay you back. I was like, wow, God, you're providing for us. We can drive tomorrow to Johannesburg. And also that weekend, we had Ray and Moira Oliver coming to minister in our church. And we needed to have finances to buy food and we need to host them well and I know I knew that we're going to need money so I thought this thousand rand is a blessing now I can keep my 350 to take Marie out and I've got money for fuel and I've got some money for food but the next morning while we were driving to Johannesburg actually the night before just before we went to bed Marie saw money paid into her account seven thousand rand came into account from another family member that has never given her money before In, in our whole married life I've never seen that person give them money at that point in time, and they gave Marie 7,000 Rand. They got, a, they got an unexpected blessing in their life, and they decided they wanted to bless Marie with 7,000 Rand. And I was like, wow, Lord, this is amazing. I haven't had a salary for two months, but now I'm almost getting my whole salary literally in a day. The next morning, we're driving to Johannesburg, and uh, we start seeing on our, on, on our cell phone some notifications come through, and a few payments were made into Marie's account, for work that she had done months before that she never got paid for. And the next morning, as we were driving to the ministry meeting, more than 4,000 rand came into account. And I was like, Lord, I don't need a salary. I just need you to provide for me. So we went to our meeting. We came back. Friends, it's a lot of miracles in just a day and a half. And so we came back, and we hosted Ray and Oliver, and on Monday, I was ready to go and pay our electricity. But just before I went to go and pay our electricity, I thought, let me just see if I've got any posts in my post box. And as I got to the post box, there was an envelope. (laughs) I don't know how to tell tell you this. With my name on it, Mark, I'm sure an angel put that because I don't know who put that envelope there. There was an envelope in the post box. And in in that envelope, there was 2,500 Rand. And I needed 2,486 Rand to pay my electricity. And I took that 2,500 Rand and I paid my electricity. And I want to say this, friends, is that you can never out give God. And we don't give to get. I didn't give that 100 rand to my friend to get something. But I believe I unlocked something of a dependence upon Jesus and a focus upon him that actually changed my life. I believe that giving is an opportunity to engage with a generous God. See, maybe giving is in your top three, and if it is in your top three, I want to ask you to grow this gift. But if it's lower, I want to ask you, To say, Jesus, help me still to be generous, even though it's not my top gift, because we live free. People that are generous, generous givers, are people that live free. And so, what is this gift? Let's quickly look at the definition of the gift of giving. The gift of giving is being generous and resourceful with time, money, etc. There's a lot of care and a lot of other things. Giving... The gift of giving is someone that's always generous. You're generous with your words. You're generous with your time. You're generous with your resources. You're generous with your knowledge. You're generous with your, with, with, with your space. You're generous with your heart. You're generous with your love. You're generous with your prayer. See, generous people that have the gift of generosity always look for opportunities to give. Friends, they're always looking for opportunities to give. I know a couple of people that are so generous. One guy that comes to mind is a guy called Rory Dyer. He always looks for opportunities to give. He tells a story about being in a restaurant and he heard a guy, overheard a guy saying, You know, I, I've been following God and now I want to get married because I don't want to, I want, to, I want to honor God in my marriage. And so, but I'm trusting God for money to get married. And as Rory heard it, he went to the guy and he said, You know what? I would like to contribute to your marriage. And literally, He gave the guy, literally more than what my salary is, he gave the guy that amount of money for his marriage. And Rory then, when he had to give it for the wedding day, Rory says, I didn't even have enough. I had to make a plan to get the money because someone that's generous doesn't look at what they have, but they look at the opportunity and they're faithful to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then God provided for Rory then to be able to do that. I'm here to say to you, friends, that there's many stories like that In Rory's life. How about you and me build a lifestyle of stories where we look for opportunities to give? I believe that this Romans 12 gift, this gift of giving, is best administered and best released when you and I don't expect anything in return. Most people give because they want something, but God wants you and me to give because we've received something. We've received salvation. We've received acceptance. We've received his love. We are so grateful. It's out of gratitude, out of thankfulness, out of our joy of God, our enjoyment of Jesus, that we release and we give. You know, an open hand, a giving hand is a receiving hand, and a receiving hand is a giving hand. I believe God wants us to uh, literally, not only, uh, uh, it's not only about giving finances, friends, I do believe that God wants us to focus on being a blessing and releasing the life and the love of Christ. Um, I think sometimes when it comes to, to, to giving, uh, when you look at the track record of most givers, they are highly ethic, e- uh, ethical people who manage their money diligently. So especially people that are financially generous, you look over their shoulder and you'll see that they steward their finances well. What they often do is they often have the ability to live on as little as possible so that they can give as much as possible. They are often able to, to, to be conservative with their spending, conservative with their, with their expenses so that they can be generous with their giving. See, people say to me, Mark, one day when I win the lotto, or one day when I get some extra money or when I inherit some money, then I'll be generous. Friends, you'll never be generous. Because if you cannot learn how to live on less so that you can, you can increase, if you lower your standard of living so that you can increase your standard of giving, if you cannot do that, you are going to struggle to grow in this grace gift called Giving. I believe God wants us to grow in our giving, and in order to do that, we need to be wise with our spending. Second thing that I want to share with you today is that our Heavenly Father, this is the character of our God. Our Heavenly Father is the supreme example of giving generously. He's the most generous being on the planet. That's why we are created, we are formed in the image of God. We are called to be like God. God so loved the world, it says in John chapter 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. At the center of the gospel is this reality of generosity, is this reality of gave. He gives at the center of the gospel is giving. God is a giver. And when you know God, you're going to become like God. And when you give, you know what you do? (laughs) This is powerful. When you function in the gift of giving, the grace gift of giving, you're not only, friends, you're not only blessing someone, and you're not only blessed by blessing someone, because it is true that we get blessed when we bless someone. We experience that blessing. It's joyful. It's special. Recently, I was able to give a lot of my My personal belongings away, and I loved every moment of it. As we were giving our stuff away, as we were giving the stuff that was valuable to us, things that we paid a lot of money for, things that we saved for, as we gave it away, it just filled our heart with joy. But God said this to me He said, Mark, it's not just about the person being blessed, and it's not just about you enjoying it cheerfully, but it's also about you showing people the Father. It's about you showing people the Father. It's about the heart of the Father being released. It's about people encountering the Father, experiencing this generous God of us. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Our Father is generous. He gives us great gifts. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. He's lavished so much on us. Now, if you've got a tap at home, and you get water from the tap, you must understand that the water doesn't come from the tap. The water comes from reservoirs, connected to pipes that are connected to reservoirs. Reservoirs are connected to dams. Dams are connected to rivers. Rivers get, get, get water from rain and from oceans. And that all the way comes down to a little tap. And what you and I must understand is we are not the source of the giving, we are merely the vessel, the the channel or the tap that we need to open up so that the resources of heaven can flow that heaven can flow through your life. God is our source and if you are a giver, God will give seed God will give you the power to be generous I mean friends, you can never outgive God. I remember Bruce McAlpine, one of the persons that have taught me so much about generosity and getting free from a poverty spirit. He carries this amazing grace gift. He's so generous. He told me at a stage, him and Myra had, had an amount of money every month that they kept aside and then they would pray and say, Lord, who can we give money to? So maybe some students, maybe some, some people in need, maybe some single moms. Who can we bless? Who can we help? Who can we be generous to? I believe that generosity is God's amazing opportunity to reveal God's amazing Heart and God's amazing glory. Generosity is powerful. Even churches, I want to say this to you. If you're part of a local church, and even for us, City on Hill Church, Potch and Clarks of City Church in, in Charlotte, I want to say this is we need to be people of generosity. We need to be together as a church. We need to give. Churches need to sow into the nations. We need to sow people. We need to sow gifts. We need to sow finances. We need to sow food. We need to sow clothes. We need to sow resources. We need to sow material and truth and knowledge far and wide because God has called us to be generous. And here's the last thing. Generosity, friends, is world-changing. Generosity doesn't only stay with you and me. It can change the world. Generosity will change the world. If you're faithful with your generosity, it can change the world. It says in Acts 20, verse 35, everything I did and I showed You, by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of Jesus. We need to help the weak. We need to help those. We can change the world through giving, friends. You can just be faithful. Just give a little bit. Just give what God entrusted to you and see it grow. It might just be a hundred rand. It might just be a hundred dollars. It might just be for you, $50,000, and you're like, I don't have much, but I only have this. I'm here to say to you, be faithful with that. It's amazing, he says, because we remember the words of the Lord Jesus himself. Jesus himself said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So much more blessed to give. Friends, because the blessing is in the blessing. The Bible says to Abraham, in blessing, I'll bless you. God blesses us while we are a blessing. And then God blesses people beyond us. And then God in, extends his kingdom as we are faithful. It's amazing, the Bible says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. As you and I share, as we are generous, we we have a generous eye, amazing how God does supernatural things with us. I want to close with a testimony by a young lady called Hattie Mae Wyatt. She was a six-year-old girl. She lived near Grace Baptist Church in Philadelphia, USA. The Sunday school was very crowded. Russell H. Conwell, the minister, told her that one day they would have buildings big enough to allow everyone to attend. She said, I hope you will. It is so crowded, and I'm afraid to go there alone. He replied, when we get the money, we will construct the the one large enough to get all the children in. So here's Hattie Mae Wyatt. She's a six-year-old girl. I'm here to say to you, friends, the gift of giving is not uh, age-restricted. the gift of giving is not limited to your salary or to your income. You can have the gift of giving. You could be someone that doesn't earn much, but you can be generous. I was not earning a salary, but I was able to be generous. The Bible, uh, the Bible says that, 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 that when we give to the poor, we lend to God. And as you and I just extend this generosity, as we look for opportunities to give, God will multiply our giving. Look at what happened to Hattie May. Hattie May that says two years later in 1886... Hattie May died. After the funeral, Hattie's mother gave the minister a little bag they had found under the daughter's pillow containing 57 cents in change that she, she had saved up. Now, this was now a young girl between the age of six and eight saved 57 cents. Now, this was very, very long ago. It was in 1886. Alongside it was a note in her handwriting to help build bigger so that more children can go to Sunday school. The minister changed all the money into pennies and offered each, each one for sale. He received $250.54 when um, and the 50, 54 cents, 54 out of the uh, 57 cents were given back. The $250 itself was changed into pennies and sold by the newly formed Wyatt Might Society. In this way, her 57 cents kept, kept on multiplying. 26 years later, in a talk entitled The History of the 57 Cents, the minister explained the result of her 57 cent donation. Listen to this. A church with a membership of over 5,600 people, a hospital where tens of thousands of people had been treated, 80,000 young people going through university from the 57 cents. 2,000 people going out to preach the gospel from the 57 cents. All this happened because Hattie Mae Wyatt invested her 57 cents. I believe, friends, that the theme of multiplication runs right through the Bible. And if you've got the gift of giving, I want to encourage you to be like Hattie Mae Wyatt, to say, God, I might not have much, but be like that young boy with the five loaves and the two fish. Put it in the hands of Jesus. Invest it in the kingdom and see God multiply it. May you grow in this grace gift of giving. And I, if you are far from God, today I want to say this to you, that God so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son. And here's the awesome thing, friends, is as Jesus died on the cross, He might not have looked like He's enough. And sometimes our giving doesn't look like it's enough. But when the supernatural power of God, the grace of God, is upon that giving, like when Jesus gave His life, it's not enough. It'll be more than enough. And today's your day of salvation. Today's your day to put your faith and your hope in your Jesus. Let's pray together. Jesus, I want to thank you. Anyone far from you watching right now, that every single person far from you will have an encounter with you right now. May they know you. May they join a local church. May they be planted in you in Jesus' name. May they turn their back on sin, and may they allow your spirit to come and save them in Jesus' name. And Father, for the rest of us, and especially for, for us that want to grow in this grace gift of giving, Lord, Use us, empower us by your spirit to see the need, meet the need, not by our strength, not by our might, but by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.